0: THE LAW OF GOD Question 92 What is the law of God? God spake all these words, saying, The first commandment, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The second commandment, and keep my commandments. The third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. The fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, Thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, Nor thy cattle, Nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, The sea and all that in them is, And rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, And hallowed it. The fifth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The sixth commandment, Thou shalt not kill. The seventh commandment, Thou shalt not commit adultery. The eighth commandment, Thou shalt not steal. The ninth commandment, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. The tenth commandment, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Lord's Day 34. Question 93. How are these commandments divided? Into two tables, the first of which teaches in four commandments what duties we owe to God, the second in six, what duties we owe to our neighbor. Question 94. What does God require in the first commandment? That on peril of my soul's salvation I avoid and flee all idolatry, sorcery, enchantments, invocation of saints or other creatures, and that I rightly acknowledge the only true God, trust in Him alone, with all humility and patience, expect all good from Him only, and love fear and honor him with my whole heart, so as rather to renounce all creatures than to do the least thing against his will. Question 95. What is idolatry? Idolatry is to conceive or have something else in which to place our trust, instead of or besides the one true God who has revealed himself in his word. Lord's Day 35, question 96. What does God require in the second commandment? That we in no way make any image of God, nor worship him in any other way than he has commanded us in his word. Question 97. May we not make any image at all, God may not and cannot be imaged in any way. As for creatures, though they may indeed be imaged, yet God forbids the making or keeping of any likeness of them, either to worship them or to serve God by them. Question 98. But may not pictures be tolerated in churches as books for the people? No. No. For we should not be wiser than God, who will not have his people taught by dumb idols, but by the lively preaching of his word. Ford's Day 36 Question 99 What is required in the Third Commandment? That we must not by cursing or by false swearing, nor yet by unnecessary oaths, profane or abuse the name of God nor even by our silence and connivance be partakers of these horrible sins in others. And in summary, that we use the holy name of God in no other way than with fear and reverence, so that he might be rightly confessed and worshipped by us and be glorified in all our words and works. Question 100. Is the profaning of God's name by swearing and cursing so grievous a sin that his wrath is kindled against those also who do not help as much as they can to hinder and forbid it? Yes, truly. For no sin is greater and more provoking to God than the profaning of his name. Wherefore he even commanded it to be punished with death. Lord's Day 37 Question 101. But may we swear reverently by the name of God? Yes, when the magistrate requires it, or when it may be needful otherwise to maintain and promote fidelity and truth to the glory of God and our neighbor's good. For such an oath is grounded in God's Word, and therefore was rightly used by the saints in the Old and New Testaments. Question 102. May we swear by the saints or by any other creatures? No, for a lawful oath is a calling upon God that He, as the only searcher of hearts, may bear witness to the truth and punish me if I swear falsely, which honor is due to no creature. Lord's Day 38 Question 103 What does God require in the fourth commandment? In the first place, God wills that the ministry of the gospel and schools be maintained, and that I, especially on the day of rest, diligently attend church to learn the word of God, to use the holy sacraments, to call publicly upon the Lord, and to give Christian alms. In the second place, that all the days of my life I rest from my evil works, allow the Lord to work in me by His Spirit, and thus begin in this life, THE EVERLASTING SABBATH LORD'S DAY 39 QUESTION 104 WHAT DOES GOD REQUIRE IN THE FIFTH COMMANDMENT THAT I SHOW ALL HONOR, LOVE, AND FAITHFULNESS TO MY FATHER AND MOTHER AND TO ALL IN AUTHORITY OVER ME SUBMIT MYSELF WITH DUE OBEDIENCE TO ALL THEIR GOOD INSTRUCTION AND CORRECTION AND ALSO BEAR PATIENTLY WITH THEIR INFIRMITIES SINCE IT IS GOD'S WILL TO GOVERN US BY THEIR HAND Lord's Day 40, question 105. What does God require in the Sixth Commandment? That I do not revile, hate, insult, or kill my neighbor, either in thought, word, or gesture, much less indeed, whether by myself or by another, but lay aside all desire of revenge. Moreover, that I do not harm myself nor willfully run into any danger. Wherefore, Also, to restrain murder, the magistrate is armed with the sword. Question 106. Does this commandment speak only of killing? No. But in forbidding murder, God teaches us that he abhors its very root, namely envy, hatred, anger, and desire of revenge, and that in his sight all these are hidden murder. Question 107. But is this all that is required, that we do not kill our neighbor? No. For in condemning envy, hatred, and anger, God requires us to love our neighbor as ourselves, and to show patience, peace, meekness, mercy, and kindness toward him, and to prevent his hurt as much as possible. Also, to do good even unto our enemies." Lord's Day 41, question 108. What does the seventh commandment teach us? That all unchastity is a curse of God, and that we should therefore loathe it with our whole heart, and live chastely and modestly, whether in holy wedlock or in single life. Question 109. Does God forbid nothing more in this commandment than adultery and such gross sins? Since both our body and soul are temples of the Holy Ghost, it is His will that we keep both pure and holy. Therefore, He forbids all unchaste actions, gestures, words, thoughts, desires, and whatever may entice thereto. Lord's Day 42 Question 110 What does God forbid in the Eighth Commandment? God forbids not only such theft and robbery as are punished by the government, but God views as theft also all wicked tricks and devices, whereby we seek to get our neighbor's goods, whether by force or by deceit, such as unjust weights, lengths, measures, goods, coins, usury, or by any means forbidden of God, also all covetousness, and the misuse and waste of his gifts. Question 111. But what does God require of you in this commandment? That I further my neighbor's good where I can and may, deal with him as I would have others deal with me, and labor faithfully, so that I may be able to help the poor in their need. Lord's Day 43. Question 112. What does the ninth commandment require? That I bear false witness against no one, twist no one's words, be no backbiter or slanderer, join in condemning no one unheard or rashly, but that on pain of God's heavy wrath I avoid all lying and deceit as the very works of the devil, and that in matters of judgment and justice and in all other affairs I love and love. Speak honestly and confess the truth, also, in so far as I can, defend and promote my neighbor's good name. Lord's Day, 44. Question 113. What does the 10th commandment require? That not even the least inclination or thought against any commandment of God ever enter our heart, but that with our whole heart we continually hate all sin and take pleasure in all righteousness. Question 114. Can those who are converted to God keep these commandments perfectly? No. But even the holiest men while in this life have only a small beginning of such obedience, yet so that with earnest purpose they begin to live not only according to some, but according to all the commandments of God. Question 115. Why then does God so strictly enjoin the Ten Commandments upon us, since in this life no one can keep them? First, that as long as we live we may learn more and more to know our sinful nature, and so the more earnestly seek forgiveness of sins and righteousness in Christ. Second, that without ceasing we diligently ask God for the grace of the Holy Spirit, that we be renewed more and more after the image of God until we attain the goal of perfection after this life. Lord's Day 45 Question 116 Why is prayer necessary for Christians? Because it is the chief part of thankfulness which God requires of us, and because God will give His grace and Holy Spirit only to those who earnestly and without ceasing ask them of him, and render thanks unto him for them. Question 117. What belongs to such prayer which is acceptable to God, and which he will hear? First, that with our whole heart we call only upon the one true God, who has revealed himself to us in his word. For all that he has commanded us to ask of him, second, that we thoroughly know our need and misery so as to humble ourselves in the presence of His divine majesty. Third, that we be firmly assured that notwithstanding our unworthiness, He will, for the sake of Christ our Lord, certainly hear our prayer as He has promised us in His word. Question 118. What has God commanded us to ask of Him? all things necessary for soul and body, which Christ our Lord comprised in the prayer which he himself taught us. Question 119. What is the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Lord's Day 46, Question 120. Why did Christ command us to address God thus, our Father, to awaken in us at the very beginning of our prayer that childlike reverence for and trust in God, which are to be the ground of our prayer, namely, that God has become our Father through Christ, and will much less deny us what we ask of Him in faith, than our parents refuse us earthly things. Question 121. Why is it added, Who art in heaven? that we might have no earthly thought of the heavenly majesty of God and from His almighty power expect all things necessary for body and soul. Lord's Day 47 Question 122 What is the first petition? Hallowed be thy name. That is, grant us first rightly to know thee and to hallow, magnify, and praise thee in all thy works, in which thy power, goodness, justice, mercy, and truth shine forth, and further, that we so order our whole life, our thoughts, words, and deeds, that thy name may not be blasphemed, but honored and praised on our account. Lord's Day 48 Question 123 What is the second petition? Petition thy kingdom come, that is, so govern us by thy word and spirit, that we submit ourselves to thee always more and more, preserve and increase thy church, destroy the works of the devil, every power that exalts itself against thee, and all wicked devices formed against thy holy word, until the fullness of thy kingdom come, wherein thou shalt be all in all. Lord's Day 49 Question 124 What is the third petition? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That is, grant that we and all men renounce our own will, and without gainsaying obey thy will which alone is good, so that everyone may fulfill his office and calling as willingly and faithfully as the angels do in heaven. Lord's Day 50. Question 125. What is the fourth petition? Give us this day our daily bread, that is, be pleased to provide for all our bodily need, so that we may thereby acknowledge that thou art the only fountain of all good, and that without thy blessing neither our care and labor nor thy gifts can profit us that we may therefore withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it alone in thee. Lord's Day 51, Question 126 What is the fifth petition? And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. That is, be pleased for the sake of Christ's blood, not to impute to us miserable sinners our manifold transgressions, nor the evil which always cleaves to us, as we also find this witness of thy grace in us, that it is our full purpose, heartily, to forgive our neighbor. Lord's Day 52 Question 127 What is the sixth petition? And lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil. That is, since we are so weak in ourselves that we cannot stand a moment, and besides our deadly enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh, assail us without ceasing, be pleased to preserve and strengthen us by the power of thy Holy Spirit, that we may make firm stand against them, and not be overcome in this spiritual warfare, until finally. Complete victory is ours. Question 128. How do you close this prayer? For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. That is all this we ask of thee, because as our King, having power over all things, thou art willing and able to give us all good, and that thereby not we thy holy name may be glorified forever question 129 what is the meaning of the word amen amen means so shall it truly and surely be for my prayer is much more certainly heard of God than I feel in my heart that I desire these things of him